Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Imagine going home and being asked, How was your day? And the answer is, Great. I was set on fire a few times. That's a somewhat typical day in the life of a stunt performer. Neve Hogan is one of a relatively small group of female stunt performers and she joins us now. Neve, thanks so much for coming in. No problem. Thanks for having me. I mean, what's uh, there's so many questions I have for you. This is like the dream of every little lad who watched The Fall Guy back in the day. But how how does somebody find their way to the role of stunt performer in Ireland? Um, well, I think everyone has a different path, a different story. So I can just tell you about mine. Um, my background is I started karate when I was five years old. Um, and that was just kind of part of my daily life, you know, going to karate, dancing, all that kind of stuff. But really, I wanted to be a fairy princess, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I then uh, went to college, did drama and film studies because I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be in the industry. And um, in 2016, I was doing um, like a stage combat course because I wanted to add to my, my resume as an actor. And my instructor was like, oh, you're, you're quite a good mover. You're quite good at this. Would you, would you ever get into stunts? And a light bulb went off in my brain because I was like, huh, like fighting and acting together? That's a thing. That's a job. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, up to that point, had it never crossed your mind? Because obviously this person spotted something that, yeah. that's rare in you. Um, it really honestly hadn't. I mean, I and I grew up loving films like Charlie's Angels and all that kind of stuff. But mm. in my head, I was like, oh, I want to be the actor that does that. Kind of not really, truly realising that a lot of the stuff you see is is a double or something. And like was that. there a wrench? Was there a sense of, well, then I'm leaving my dream to go and do this other thing. But as you say, there are two things you love and the you're marrying the I two. Love together. And in fairness, I think they're very complementary as well. There's mm. no reason that you can't act and do stunts and vice versa. So. Yeah, but it is, it is a life choice, is it not? <laughs> I mean, the people that we see performing our stunts, only a fool. And any, nowadays, people are very savvy to what goes on behind the scenes. We've all watched the behind the scenes documentaries that go along with things and the amount of work that goes in is intense. Which would you say is more work, actually acting or preparing to do these stunts? Oh, I'd say stunts is a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. More or less. Yeah, because I mean, obviously you're building up to, you know, being on fire or something (laughs) like that. So you have like a, a long step process that stunt coordinator would come in and see what's needed, who's needed, what equipment and how long the prep time is going to be. Mm. Um, whereas obviously, don't get me wrong, actors still have a lot of prep time, but it's more you're given a script and you go away and start learning the lines and learning the character. It's a little bit less intense. <laughs> yeah, and obviously when it's like, it's a, it's a movie, um, it's a period piece, it's a teen comedy, you see it and you go, yeah, I can do that. But in the same way, you're presented with stunts that I'd imagine, does, they, does it, do you get an email going, how do you feel about falling off a horse or throwing yourself off a building. Yeah, absolutely. Is that really th- how it works? <laughs> yeah, you usually a phone call from a stunt coordinator being like, you know, you can swim, right? How do you feel about being a dead body, body floating around in the lake? Or, you know, how do you feel about a high fall? Or um, one last year I did a car hit on, on Kin. So I got a phone call being like, yeah, how would you feel about a, doing a car hit? And I was like, yeah, cool. Let's, let's do that. And then obviously they go into what the plan is. But for. is that like, is that the thought that goes through your head that you're like, yeah, I'm up for being <laughs> hit by a car. Like there surely is a moment, Neve, when some emails come in, you go, nah, you're all right. I'm OK. <laughs> On fire, rolling downstairs. That's OK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, sometimes, yeah, there'll be there's definitely a moment like I'm not completely bonkers. There is mm. there is a fear part of my brain that will kick in and go, hang on a second. 
you know, what are we doing here? But you've had to exceed that limit over and over again, because I'd imagine when you start out, you're like, yeah, I'll take a kick. You know, yeah. I can I can take a fall. But because that's all part of karate, as you say, it's yeah. just part of the training that was in you before. But there has to be limits that you breach each time that you want to push yourself just as you would as an actor. 100% constantly finding that comfort zone line and pushing it, pushing it further and further. Like when I started into stunts, I had a horrific fear of heights. I was terrified of heights. But part of the the training you can go and do that is advised to do is obviously have as many strings to the bow is rock climbing. So I went off and I started doing rock climbing and there's pictures of me doing my first ab sale in Zalki Quarry and I was petrified. But just constantly pushing and training and learning obviously about the equipment to uh, trust the process, trust yourself, trust your equipment. I'm now happily a rock climbing instructor. I hang off the edge of cliffs. I teach people how to do it. And, wow. uh, That's as extraordinary it. as stunt <laughs> performance, isn't it? Overcoming that fear of heights. I mean, it's it's like just yeah. terrifying. Even the thought of it right now, there's people going to be quaking in their boots at the <laughs> idea of going up. But you faced it head on. Yeah. And I guess people have an assumption that there's a there's a lunging at these stunts. But there is, when you mention the stunt coordinator, every time I'm, in looking into stunts and have been fascinated by what Tom Cruise does, he's always referencing the stunt coordinator. They are the Spielbergs of this. Absolutely. They plan everything down to a T. It is like completely planned down. It's it's like a science, really, um, uh, like a stunt rig or something like that, wire work. Um, uh, a great example would be like Casino Royale, the stunt rigger, the stunt coordinator on that. Uh, Kier Back, he's well world-renowned, um, recently was doing a stunt rigging course with him and he explained exactly how he did the the jumping from the cranes yes. and everything like that. And it is down to like an exact science of the right. weight of the performer, the winds that day, the height of the crane. Like still very obviously little. a very scary thing for that person to do, the stunt performers to do, but it was completely Nothing left out. to chance. Nothing left to chance. So is that what you say when your uh, relatives are like, what are you doing, Neve? <laughs> You're a brilliant actress. You should be throwing yourself off buildings in this way. You obviously have those conversations with I that, do, with I relatives. do. In fairness, the first time that I went on fire, I went away to do a fire course to learn about it. And um, I did not tell my mother what I was doing. <laughs> I said I was doing a training thing. And after the weekend, I sent her the videos of me on fire. I was <laughs> like, by the way, this is what I was actually doing. And it's like, wait till you get home. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah, you may yeah. have survived the fire, but I'm going to kill you. <laughs> You'll be dead when you get home. But like, yeah. how, how is your mom about it? Like, I was, I was reluctant to come out and ask that straight. Like, <laughs> she, she obviously must be incredibly proud as well, because some of the work you've done, like you've worked on some really huge productions. And as you say, this is a very select group is, yeah. of people. Yeah. No, she is. She's very proud. Uh, my family are very proud of me. It's very nice. They're very supportive. Um, but just things I, will, I might tell her after the fact again that I've done things, particularly like with the rock climbing thing. She was like, you're not you're not going up high. I'm like, no, no, I don't go climbing. I go sliming along the ground. I don't go up high. So just little <laughs> things like that. I'll do you know, little, little white lies just to keep her happy until after the fact. And then sure. I can be like, you know, here's me being hit by a car or thrown into a bookcase or whatever it is. Let me ask you this, because obviously we, I could stay here talking about this all day <laughs> because it is just so extraordinary. Like people say, I don't know how you do comedy when I do stand up. It's like this is work that people cannot fathom that mm. you volunteer for. And you say, explain it in a way that it is very scientific if you're doing, as you say, a burn. Yes. That's literally you being set on fire. The term is burn. Yeah. But you're on fire for 20 to 35 seconds. Yes. Yeah. It can be a be a long time. Is there ever a moment in that where you're like, 
this is the longest 30 seconds <laughs> of my life. Yes, yes, it can happen. But no, usually you have... Um, like sound obviously is not a priority when people are on fire. Yeah. So there's somebody loud calling out the count so you can hear it. Gotcha. And as it is planned down to a T of like, I'm going to walk over here, or I'm going to turn over there, I'm going to step. Like it is very planned out. It's meticulous. Now, obviously, sometimes things can go wrong. Like um, I was doing a full body burn on Vikings Valhalla on season two on a boat and uh, the first one we, we, we map it out and we get put out by our safety. You always have two safeties with fire extinguishers in case the first one goes bananas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't and even think of that. <laughs> oh yeah. Fire like, extinguisher like, well, fails. Yeah. No, yeah. There's backups and backups and backups. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first one and then the second time because they were obviously getting coverage the whole point is that we're meant to jump off the boats and into the water. Gotcha. And uh, my count was to go in 12 or 13 or something like that so I was like okay blah 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 and as I stepped up onto the box I slipped I fell back into the boat and my safety, she started putting me out and fairness to her, she was on it. But then she realised I was getting back up again and she just, you know, let it go and the flames came back up and I jumped off off the boat into the water. And then, of course, you have millions of safety people in the water to make sure you don't sink. This is going to sound like a really silly question, but like when you're on fire, (laughs) I never thought I'd ask somebody this, but when you find yourself on fire and it is in this planned setting, are you, you don't get hot at all? No. No, There's you're actually covered in like a freezing cold gel, like a fire resistant gel. And it's really cold. It's been like in the fridge all night. You've under layers that have been soaked in this freezing cold stuff all night. They're like, you're actually cold. Right. Like it's actually probably more of a risk of getting hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, then, you're, then you're being asked to act like you're in pain. And yeah. That you're on, yeah, on so fire. To, the trick is to make sure that you don't um, breathe in the flames or anything like that. Or, uh, you know, turn into them or so like so there's a trick to turn into the wind or turn a certain way if you need to take a breath or if you need to get away from the fire from your face if it's, it really is even the more you explain it the more extraordinary it seems to me and I guess I, I would all we, we, have our, we all have our own limits mm. you must have limits too you must have things that you go maybe someday but not now what are those things Probably very, very high, high falls would still be something high, right. that's oh that still does kick in now occasionally where I'm like, oh, that's that's high. too high. That's too high. <laughs> that's too high. How high is too high? Uh, 20 metres. <laughs> 20 metres into yeah. cardboard boxes is what. That, into that, cardboard boxes, yeah, maybe with mats underneath and things like that. Now, I, I think if I was asked to do it now, I got to be honest, my answer would be yes, I will do it. But I would go away and I would build up and prepare. And that, again, a stunt coordinator would never be like, OK, you have a 20 metre high fall, go. You know, it'll be like, are you ready to do that? OK, well, we'll, we'll go to the we'll site, we'll build it. up, we'll go from 10, we'll go from 15. We'll go, like, Amazing. We'll find a way. Uh, now, again, what is the dream? Like, what is the, what is the apex for stunt performers? Like, among the community, where does everybody want to work? Is it a Michael Bay? Is it a Tom Cruise movie? Is it one of these massive productions? A massive production is always going to be the dream. Um, Obviously, that comes with its own challenges. They're so big. But I mean, for me, you know, like a a Marvel film, of course, Mm. because that's where you see these crazy things and you go, I want to do that. I want to be Black Widow jumping over things and doing crazy moves. Uh, But yeah, Tom Cruise, Indiana Jones, all of those big ones, the movies you grew up watching and you can see and you're like, I can do that. Yeah, because we're obviously in an era (laughs) of CGIing the hell out of everything. Unfortunately. But are we, are we in a new space in terms of stunt performing? Will we, like is the, are we coming back to people like yourself, Neve, who the eye and the mind has a radar for what's real and what's not. You've all watched a movie and thought, 
that's not Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> are, are we returning there? Are we getting to a place? Is this thing advanced? I very much hope so because I think when you do see very CGI'd action or anything, you're kind of like, the, your brain just sees it and knows it and goes, oh, that's okay. Yeah. And because the studios are churning out so much, sometimes the CGI isn't as good as it could be and it's even more obvious. Um, but hopefully, because we can actually do quite a lot of practical stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, you, just, you just need the time and the money <laughs> and then you can do anything. The world's your oyster, really. What's next on the agenda, Neve? Where can we see you next? Um, I'm trying to think what's out next. Uh, I was on in The Land of Saints and Sinners, the new Liam Neeson film. I got to Amazing. double Kerry Condon on that. Oh, so wow. hopefully that at some point this year. And currently working on a new TV show, Borderline, which is being shot up in Louth. So Magic. a few little double, doubling bits on that. Neve Hogan, stunt performer extraordinaire. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank Such you so much for having me. to talk me. to you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.